Good morning, students, parents, and teachers. Ready to get back to the classroom? Look, as a working mom, I know prepping for back to school is stressful. That's why I rely on Shipt. Shipt can deliver supplies, clothes, even snacks and meals for healthy brain fuel. With Shipt, I spend less time running to the store and more time on the things that matter most. To learn more, report to my office. I mean, to shipt.com/high. Go to shipt.com/high. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. Our story is titled, The Actress... And, as well as one particular actress, it concerns all actresses and all actors all over the world. When you watch and listen to an actor perform, you are watching and listening to two people, the actor and the person portrayed. The less you think and feel about the actor, and the more you think and feel about the person portrayed, the greater is the performance you are watching and listening to. I do not know which first to take in hand. Whether to set the bridal house on fire or steal through the house to where the bed is spread and thrust the sharpened sword through all their hearts. Our mystery drama, The Actress, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Elspeth Eric and stars Tammy Grimes. I'll be back shortly with Act One. There are actors who present merely themselves no matter what the part they play. We say they play themselves, and no matter how deftly or charmingly they do it, they never do anything else. Then there are the other actors, the precious few, who somehow, and only heaven knows how, manage to transform themselves to the last possible degree into another, an alien person. These are the great ones. So arm yourself, my heart. I hesitate to do the dreadful thing that must be done. And come, my wretched hand, take up the sword, take it, I say. For so you must advance upon this bitter starting point of life. Max, how on Forget earth does your she children. Do it? Let's move you can back. Warn she them doesn't later. like people standing well, in the way. You, you know, Lorna and I have been married for eight yes. years. I've backed her in six done. plays. But I had to force you into this one. Well, who could possibly guess that a play written by a Greek named Euripides 2,400 years ago could be a hit? Without your wife, it wouldn't have been. Well, my wife plus your direction, Max. Oh, I moved her around the stage a bit, and that's about all. Lorna did the rest. How does she do it, Max? How does she make people believe she's a woman who killed her own sons to revenge herself upon a husband who got tired of her and took another wife? How does she do that? Absorbs it through her paws, I guess. Don't ask me. I don't understand it either. Nobody really understands great acting, really great acting. They, 
They just submit to it. Yeah, but Lorna isn't at all like that, really. I mean, I mean at home with me, with other people, with our son. She isn't anything like that, Max. Well, what is she like? Well, she's uh, like anybody else, more or less. I, I mean, as much as anybody is like anybody else. Of course, she was a big star when I met her eight years ago, but even then, I remember thinking why... Why, she's not like an actress at all. I don't know what I thought actresses were like, but... Did you fall in love with her right away? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. It wasn't a question of a stuffy corporation lawyer being dazzled by a big, glamorous star. I swear it wasn't. I'm sure it was. I fell in love with her, Max. The warmest, most... most wonderful person I'd ever met. I'd been divorced for five years. I was going on to 60. Lorna was 40, never been married, lived with her mother. You know her mother? Yes, heaven help me, I know her mother. She never comes to the theater? No, she never goes anywhere. She never goes out of the house. Just sits by the window and stares out. I don't know what she's looking at. She just stares. That's all, she just stares. Stares and eats. You said eats? Eats, constantly. Lorna's devoted to her mother. I've noticed that. She calls her up all the time. Every day, at least once. Her mother had the phone moved next to a chair by the window so she wouldn't have to get up to answer it. <laughs> yeah. She says it's her back. Her back hurts her. She has a bad back, is what she says over and over, ad infinitum. Well, maybe she has got a pain in her back. Well, Lorna believes that. With her, it's an act of faith, I guess. But I notice she... Uh, she doesn't take Bobby to see his grandmother very often. Bobby? Oh, yes, yes, Bobby. Our son, Bobby. Now, we didn't get married with the idea of having children, Max. I already had two grown sons by my first wife, and Lorna was over 40, but it happened. A special grace from God, I guess. And, of course, it was wonderful. Uh, Bobby's almost four now. Well, maybe she'll bring him to the theater sometimes. I'd like to meet him. Well, I, I don't know about that, Max. She uh, likes to keep her private life separate from her theatrical life. Well, that's the curtain. Is it always like that? The applause eight times a week. It's amazing. That old play. Euripides was a genius. And so is your wife. Well done, darling. What? I said well done. The performance. Oh. Uh, w were you out front? I watched from the wings with Max. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm, part of it. Then we moved back. Max said it might bother you. Breaks my concentration if I happen to see somebody. Mostly I don't see anybody. Well, and, uh, how's everything? Everything's all right. Darling, would you hand me the phone? Well, it's almost 11 o'clock. Who do you want to call? I have to call my mother. Oh, now, sweetheart, you called your mother this morning. I heard you. You talked to her for an hour. She expects me to call. You mean you call her every night from here? I thought you knew that. Hand me the phone. Well, what on earth do you find to talk about? Oh, this and that and the other. Darling, please. Well, I can't imagine why you want to baby that woman. She's never done anything for you. She's my mother. Well, she hasn't acted like a mother. Quite the opposite. Hello, dear. How do you feel? Oh, I'm so sorry about that. It's got to be her back. Mother, 
Please, let me send my doctor over to see you. You'll like him. I know you will. No, she won't. He'll tell her to lose some weight and she'll hate him. All right. Forget about the doctor. Do you need anything? There's no matinee tomorrow and I could... No, you couldn't. You couldn't go over there. Macaroons? Mother dear. I brought you some macaroons day before yesterday. Oh. Well, I tried to get almond, but they only had coconut. I'll look again tomorrow. There's a place on Madison Avenue, I think. Oh, Lorna. Yes. Yes, of course I will. No, no trouble at all. Now you go to bed and sleep well. We'll try. And I'll call you in the morning. Night, love. Now, Ted, don't look at me that way. She's my mother. She's a leech. She's a sponge. She's a parasite. I know, I know. Well, if you know, why do you bother with her? I, I don't mean you should neglect her. You'd never do that anyway. But why this incessant waiting on her, this constant keeping in touch with her? Can't you just leave her alone, Lorna? Let her sit by the window and munch her macaroons and her lady fingers and her pies and cakes and cookies. I know you love her, darling, but good grief, there are limits, Lorna. You do understand what I'm saying, don't you? Yes. It's not that I'm jealous of your mother. I I don't think it's that. You know I want you to love your mother. Well, it isn't a question of loving her. It's, uh, it's understanding her. You do understand her. No, I don't. Not really. As much as anybody understands anybody. But that's not enough. Why not? Why isn't it? It just isn't. I have to know all about her. Why she sits in the window and stares out at nothing. Oh, darling, darling, you told me she started doing that right after your father ran off and left the two of you. That's true. But why did it hurt so much? Why did I get over it and she didn't? Well, you were younger. I was 15 and she was 35. Still very attractive. That doesn't explain it. You went into the theater. She could have done that. She'd been in a couple of plays. She even made a movie. She could have tried to get back in, but no, she didn't. She just sat down in that chair by the window and started to eat. Now she's 65 and weighs 300 pounds. Why? Why would she do that? Well, you, you just said, darling, that her husband, your father... Lots of husbands and lots of fathers have run off. All those women didn't start eating themselves to death. No. The hurt... Must have been so deep, so deep, so searing, such torture. Well, her pride was hurt, her vanity. That's not enough, Ted. There has to be something else. Some other reason. Some other... Motivation. Oh, now, Lorna. Lorna, that's actor talk. What's wrong with actor talk? Nothing, only I... I Actors aren't stupid, you know. I never said that. Just because they work with their feelings doesn't oh, mean... Oh, Lorna, honey, honey, calm down. I'll take it easy. I love actors, you know that. No, you don't. You think they're funny, pathetic little show-offs. No, I don't. You don't know what they go through to do what they do. You think they're just strutting around, showing off. No, I don't think anything of the kind. Now, please, please, don't upset yourself like this. All right. I won't. I mean, you don't know. You don't really know. Nobody does.
Uh, Max, this is Ted Barrett. Oh, oh, yes, Ted. What can I do for you? Max, how much longer do you think the play is going to run? Through June, probably. It's not really a summer-type show. Why? Well, I, I don't think Lorna's going to last through June. What? It's beginning to get to her, Max. Well, what is? Medea. The play? The part? Well, I can't think of anything else that would account for it, the way she's behaving. Well, just... Just how is she behaving, Ted? Well, for one thing, my... My first wife is in town. Helen, her name is. And when she comes to New York, I always see her find out how the boys are doing, how she's doing, and... Sometimes Lorna comes along with me, and sometimes Helen comes to the house for dinner. All very friendly, Max. All very adult and sophisticated, you know? Yeah, so? Well, all of a sudden, it's not so sophisticated anymore or so adult. Lorna doesn't want to see Helen, doesn't want to have lunch with her, doesn't want her to come to the house, doesn't want to have anything to do with her. So? Is it so important? No, no, not really. But Helen is surprised and a little hurt and... Well, the really important thing is Lorna, Max, her state of mind. It's not good. It's not good, and I'm worried. Well, there's only a couple of months to go on the play. We're, we're still selling out. You wouldn't expect us to close while we're selling out. No, no, I suppose not. Lorna signed a contract, after all. You're a businessman. You understand what that means? Yeah, I suppose. You see, Medea is a very difficult, very, very exacting part... It's tougher even than Lady Macbeth. Maybe the toughest part ever written for a woman. Those old Greeks really knew how to go to the heart of things. Yeah, Max, I know all Playing that. Playing a woman who kills her children despite her husband. Play her eight times a week. Well, that takes a lot out of the strongest woman, Ted, but Lorna is a strong woman. I don't know. Oh, she is. She'll last through June, believe me. Don't worry. She'll last. I'm sure you've heard about the tribulations of unsuccessful actors. Perhaps they kept you from pursuing such a career yourself. And I am not here to tell you that you are right or wrong. But I will tell you that once success has come to an actor, the tribulations do not end. And may even increase. I'll be back shortly with Act Two. Someone has said that everybody has two professions, his own and acting. People who would not dream of passing judgment on other fields of endeavor are glib and positive when it comes to estimating actors. The truth is that no one knows all there is to know about acting. And the greatest actors differ from the others in that they know they do not know. Lorna. Yes, darling? I uh, talked to Max the other day, asked him how long he thought the play would run, and he said probably through June. Probably. It's not a good summer show. Darling, I'd like to close it now. What on earth for? Well, I think it's too much for you. The part is too strenuous. No, it's not. It's the hardest part I've ever played, but I can do it. Now, look, Medea is a woman whose husband cast her off. Ted, I know what Medea is all about. Took another wife. All this after she'd helped him win the Golden Fleece. Ted, really? 
I know the plot. You don't have to go over the whole thing. And after all that, he deserted us. Please. What's the point? <sighs> the point is you have to go through all this on a stage eight times a week. I went through all that in rehearsal. You don't think an actor suffers the whole thing every single performance, do you? Well, I don't know. I'm just a corporation lawyer. Of course not. Nobody could stand it. You do it in rehearsal. You do it, and you do it right in rehearsal. You do it completely, nothing left out, nothing sloughed over, nothing ignored. And the memory never leaves you. Memory of what? Of the feeling, darling. Of the passion... Of the torment, the anguish. You never forget it once you felt it. You mean... You mean you play every performance from, uh, from memory? More or less. I didn't know that's the way it was done. Of course, there's one scene I've never really played. Not really. Not to the core. Now what scene is that? The scene where she kills her children. The little boys. I've gotten close to it. I feel everything that led up to it. I know why she had to do it. I, I know it in my, uh, my bone marrow. But I've never really done it. But, darling... Darling, there's no such scene where she kills her children. It happens off stage. You mean... You mean you, uh... You play scenes that are off stage? <laughs> well, of course. Oh, I never knew that. Uh, why, why would you? Medea is a whole person. She lives before the curtain goes up. She'll live after it comes down. It's my job to know how she lived and how she will live. Wow. I'm glad I'm not an actor. You should be. <laughs> oh, uh, honey, um, Helen called this morning. She wants us to have dinner. Oh. Well, you go. Well, well she wants to see you, too. Uh, tell her, um... What with the play and all? Has she seen it? Well, I got tickets for her. She wants to take us to dinner before the performance. You know I don't eat before a performance. Well, I, I told her that, and she said, all right, then after. How about it? Huh? I'll think about it. How is Helen? Well, she's all right. She, she looks fine, feels fine, so she says. How are the boys? Well, uh, you know, they're both married, both doing well. Why? I just wondered. It must have been so awful for Helen. Uh, what was? What was awful? Losing you. Having you marry someone else? Oh, Lorna, our marriage had worn itself out before I ever met you. Even so, I tried to think how she must have felt. Now, look, my darling, this has got to stop. This constant trying to figure out what other people feel. This identifying with other people. Putting yourself in someone else's shoes. Why do I do it, do you think? I don't know. Is it maybe to... Uh, to keep from being real yourself? That's an awful thought. Yes, I know, I, I, I know, but uh, look, uh, to somebody like me, it seems pretty strange. It's pretty weird for somebody to spend a whole life pretending to be somebody else. There. Now, I've said it. I, I don't mean to hurt your feelings, darling, but I, I just had to say it. Forgive me, dear, but I had to. That's all right. Forgive me? There's nothing to forgive. You're quite right. It's a very strange way for a person to be. But it's the way I am. 
I'm going over to see Mother now. I have to take her something. Yeah, well, uh, what about Helen? Are we going to see her, or aren't we? About Helen. You and she were married a long time, weren't you? Twenty years. Twenty years. Well, you fought to become a big, important lawyer. Helen really helped you win your golden fleece, didn't she? I'm going to put the kettle on, Mother, and we'll have tea together. If you want to. I have a surprise for you. Don't you want to hear what it is? All right, if you want to tell me. Well, I do. Look here. Here in this box. Mother, look. What are they? Almond macaroons. I looked all over for them. Finally, I found a place way downtown that makes them. They make them all the time, so now we know where we can get them any time we want them. Isn't that nice? I hate the ones they make with coconut. I'll take one now. Oh, uh, don't you want to wait for... I'll take one now. Well, uh, all right. I'll get a plate. I'll take it right out of the box. All right. Well, what have you been doing these last few days? <laughs> I never do anything. You know I never do anything. It's my back. I can't do anything on account of my back. Maybe if you... Terrible pain. Oh, terrible pain all up and down my back. Sometimes it's, it's high up and sometimes it's further down. But oh, I'm always... Uh, water's boiling. I'll fix our tea. <laughs> Only if you want some. Mother dear, there's something I want to talk to you about. What? It's something we've never discussed, really. Probably that's my fault. I didn't want to intrude on your feelings, maybe... But now, I think I have to. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about... Look, let's have our tea. You want milk and sugar? Here they are. Now, do you want to pour or shall I? No, uh, you do it. All right. Want me to do the milk and sugar? I'll do that. Good, good. Now, I need another macaroon to go with this. Mother dear, they're right in front of you. Oh, you like these macaroons, don't you? Better than those other ones. Now, Mother dear, I want to talk to you about something that may be very painful to you. Oh, everything's painful. My back no, hurts me. Oh. No, I, I, I don't mean your back. I mean something that happened a long time ago. Thirty years ago, as a matter of fact. I can't remember anything that happened 30 years ago. You can remember this. Pass me another macaroon. They're right in front of you. Mother, I'm talking about when he went off and left you. Huh? When who went off? My father. Your husband. Mother, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, him. Yes, him. Tell me about him. Well, he just... Took off, that's all. But there must have been more to it than that. I want to hear about it. He took off and that was the end of it. But what did you feel? You must have felt something. You must have felt a lot. Oh, I just said, well, that's the end of that. But that's impossible. Nobody just accepts things like that. Well, I couldn't make him stay. Did you try? Did you want to? Mother? Did you? I... I forget. Don't forget. Try to remember. Try, Mother. It was all so long ago. But I want to know. I have to know. Why do you? What's so important? I want to understand. I want to feel what you felt. Oh, what's it got to do with you? Were you angry? Did you want to hurt him? 
Did you feel he cheated you, robbed you, destroyed you? Oh, he couldn't destroy me. No, but he could destroy your self-respect, your pleasure in yourself, your pride, your confidence, your, your openness, your strength to love. Wasn't that it, Mother? Didn't he take all those things with him when he left? I survived. I'm still surviving. <laughs> he couldn't destroy me. But how are you surviving, Mother? Surviving isn't living, sitting in an old chair, all day, day after day, year after year, staring out the window, eating, eating, eating. You begrudge me, fool. No, no. I have to have some pleasure. Because your husband took away all your pleasure. Is that it? Did he take away all your ability to enjoy things, Mother? Tell me. Is that it? Is that what happened? Nothing happened. It did. It did. Something terrible happened, and I have to know. Tell me. What was it? I forget. Pass the macaroons, please. Well, listen, Ted. If you want to close the show, you've got every right to go ahead and do it. Nobody can stop you. Or Lorna can close it for health reasons. Lorna doesn't want to close it, Max. Lorna thinks she's fine. Well, she should know. I'm the one who thinks something's wrong. This obsession with getting inside other people's heads. You know why she doesn't want to see Helen on this trip, Max? She's begun to brood about how Helen felt when she and I were divorced. That was eight years ago. She's trying to imagine herself into Helen, if you follow me. Of course I follow you. That's what actors do, Ted. They imagine themselves into other people. By the way, where is your wife? I wanted to talk to her. At her mother's. For all I know, she's trying to imagine herself into a mother. <laughs> Surely you just... Well, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. She's been working on this one for years. <sighs> Max, I said a terrible thing to Lorna. I wish I hadn't said it. What was this terrible thing you said? Well, I was talking about this uh, identifying with people, mm -hmm. putting yourself in other people's shoes. And I said maybe she did it to keep from being herself. I think you may be right. Well, Lorna said it was an awful thought. Look, Ted, I have to be going. It's getting late. Oh, hold on, Max. I think Lorna's back. I hear a taxi stopping out front. If she says she wants to close the show, we'll close it. No argument. No, she's still working on a scene, she says, uh, where Medea kills her children. Well, that happens off stage. Yes, I know it does. She says that doesn't make any difference. Yeah, yeah, she's back. H Hello, darling. Uh, Max is here. Hi, Lorna. Hello. Uh, been to see your mother? Yes. How is she? She wouldn't tell me. She wouldn't let me feel her pain. You mean her back? I mean her pain. Look, I'm going upstairs and see how Bobby is. I, I think he's taking a nap, Lorna. I better go, Ted. Now stick around, please. Lorna doesn't look quite right to me. I can talk to her some other no, time. No, Max, please stick around. A couple of minutes, that's all. Lorna, is Bobby asleep? You must not think me poor in spirit. Weak and gentle. I'm quite the opposite. Lorna. Lorna. Max, up here. I know what evil I intend to do. But stronger than my reason, thought is fury. Lorna, what are you doing? 
What have you got in your hand? Is that a knife? Let me see. Let me see. What is it, Ted? It is. It's a knife. She was going to kill the boy. There was an actress in the century past who wrote as follows for the benefit of all the actors to come after her. If the actress cannot unearth in the buried temple of her own consciousness certain undeniable identification with the naked soul of a murderess, she should abstain from such parts until she has learned more about life and herself. The name of the actress who had such profound knowledge of both her art and of human nature was Sarah Siddons. I'll be back with Act Three shortly. The ways of actors are exceedingly strange. There are schools, there are classes, there are teachers, there are systems, there are methods. Any of them may be good, but in the last analysis, none of them is any good at all. For finally, the actor must search out and discover the soul of the character he plays deep within his own. The search may be long, it is bound to be difficult, and it is essentially lonely. Lorna, I think Max is here. Give him my love. Don't you want to talk to him? I'm busy. Oh, all right. Hello, Max, come in. How are you, Ted? Oh, I'm all right. Come in, sit down. Let me make you a drink. If you'll join me? Yes, that I will. How's Lorna? Uh, she's all right, Lorna's all right. Yeah, she's all right. Good, good, I'm glad. Is she home? Uh, she's upstairs. The last time I was in this house was the night that she... Well, you know, that, that terrible night. Mm -hmm. I was the one who took the knife away from her. Max, that was a uh, psychotic episode. That's what the doctor, the psychiatrist calls it. A psychotic episode brought on by emotional strain. Now, Lorna hardly remembers it. Actually, the next morning, when I told her we'd decided to close the show, she couldn't understand why I told her, as gently as I could, how we had found her standing over Bobby's bed, holding a knife. Ted, she'd never have hurt the boy. Nobody can persuade me she'd ever do a thing like that. Yes, and the doctor agrees with you. She was trying to get to the heart of that off-stage scene where Medea kills her sons. You said she told you she'd never really done that, not all the way. Yes, I know, Max, and the psychiatrist agrees with you. She went to him every day for six months. You see, she confused Helen, my first wife, with Medea. Mm -hmm. She confused me with Medea's husband. It was all too much for her. Well, thank heaven we're finished with that damn play. That's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, the play. What about it? Well, now that the summer's over, uh, do you want to reopen? 
reopen. Are you crazy? No, I, I, I just thought that, that play maybe... is responsible for everything that happened. Not Ted, that's not quite true. Well, she got so wrapped up in that part. Ted, that's what an actress does. She gets wrapped up in a part. She doesn't wrap the part around herself. A great actress doesn't do that. She wraps up in it. And she loses herself in it. Yeah, loses herself. That's what happened to Lorna. And I damn near lost her. Well, then you don't want to reopen the play. Hell no. Do you think Lorna would like to reopen? I certainly hope she wouldn't. Well, ask her, will you? Please ask her. After all, it's her decision to make. Will you ask her? I don't... <sighs> all right, Max. I'll ask her. Mother, dear, it's Lorna. How are you, sweetie? I just called to tell you I'm coming over in a little while. I, uh, I haven't been able to get there much lately because, of, well, uh, I, I had a little trouble. I wasn't well. Not sick, exactly. Well, <laughs> yes, I was sick, but I'm all right now. Oh, I know it must have been hard for you, but I'll make it up to you. You'll see, now that I'm not working. I'll be able to see you more often. Yes, I have the list of things you want. No, no, I won't forget the macaroons. Almond, I know, not coconut. I've already bought them. They're sitting right here beside me. Come in. Someone at the door, Mother. See you later. Charlie, I'm not interrupting you, am I? I was just talking to Mother. I'm going over there. Take her some things. Did Max leave? Yeah. Did you give him my love? Yes, darling. He was sorry he didn't get to talk to you. What did he want? Anything in particular? Well, it was, uh... It was about reopening the play. Oh. What do you think? Should we? <sighs> You're kidding, aren't you? Kidding? Why should I be kidding? Well, I didn't even want to suggest it to you, but Max insisted he made me promise. I, I thought, of course, you'd say no. It'll cost money to reopen. I don't care about the money. It's you. But I'm all right now. After what that play did to you? Ted, darling, don't blame the play. If it hadn't been for the play, the part... But I, I, I've got it under my belt, as they say. I know all about Medea now. There isn't a particle of her I don't know. How she walks, how she breathes, everything about her. I think it might be fun to play her again. Fun? Fun? I don't understand you, Lorna. You or any actor. I just don't understand any don't of you. Don't try. I'm not sure we're worth understanding. We're perverse and childish and confused. The only time we're not any of those things is when somebody gives us words to say that aren't our own. Then we're tractable and mature and very sure of ourselves. I don't know why that should be, but that's the way it is. Darling, I love you. You know I love you. I honestly believe you do. Why, I don't know. But I believe you do. And I'm very grateful. Lorna, let me take you away someplace. Don't go back into that play. Let's go abroad. Later, maybe. When, when? How much later? Oh, after Thanksgiving. Does that mean you won't reopen the play? If you don't want me to. Now, you know I don't want you to. Then I won't. Then why can't we go now? This is the ideal time. There's something I have to do here first. Something I've been trying to do for a long time. And now I think I know how to do it. 
Is that you, Lorna? Yes, Mother. Well, come on in. The door's not locked. I never lock the door in the daytime. You should know that by now. Only when I go to bed. Then I lock it. Did you, uh, did you bring the stuff? Yes, I did. Well, let's see it. I want to put some of it in the refrigerator first. Did you bring the macaroons? Yes. Almond? I told you I got them on the phone. I hate the coconut kind. I know. Well? Well, what? Well, you're not putting the macaroons in the refrigerator, are you? No, they're right here. Well, bring them over. I want to make some tea first. I want one now. Later. I want one now. Later. I haven't had one for weeks. Mother, I want to talk to you about something. We started to talk about it once before, last spring. But then I got, uh, I got sick. But now I want to talk about it again. I don't see why I can't have a macaroon. Mother, it's very important to me to know how you, uh, how you got to be the way you are. What's the matter with the way I am? Everything. You won't do anything. You don't see anyone. You don't go out. You don't do anything here in the apartment. You don't even clean. You sit. And you stare. And you eat. You're killing yourself, Mother. Inch by little inch. You're killing yourself. I do what I want. Do you want to kill yourself, Mother? My life is mine to live as I see fit. Mother, when he went off and left you, how was it? What did it feel like? Oh, I know people talk about rejection. I suppose you felt rejected. But that's such a prissy word, so bloodless, so stiff, so dried out. There must be other words. Words with life in them, with feeling, with passion. I don't know why you're so mean to me. As though you've been kicked. Is that how you felt? As though you'd been thrown down and spat on? Was that it? My own daughter. As though you'd been stripped down to nothing? As though you'd been stripped naked, stripped naked and found ugly? Mother, tell me. You've got no right to talk to me about, about such things. But I have to know. Don't you understand that? I have to know. I can't keep coming here and bringing you things to eat and never knowing how you felt, how you feel, how you got to be the sodden mess that you are. Well, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about anything. Now, you just march right over there and fetch me my macaroon. All right. I think the water's about ready to boil. Yes, it is. I'll make tea. I don't want to wait for tea. It'll only take a minute. Bring me a macaroon. I'm going to put them on a plate. Oh! Now, tell me about when Father ran off and left you. No! All of it. I want to hear it all. Everything you felt. Did you cry? Did you beat your head against the wall? What did you do, Mother, before you sat down in that chair and started staring out the window and eating macaroons? Tell me! You bring me those macaroons. You're right. They're right here. All laid out on the plate. Well, bring them here. Not until you tell me. Not until you start talking and telling me all about how it was. Don't skip anything. Don't leave anything out. Tell me everything. You... You... If you won't bring them to me... Tell me! I'll come and get them. Tell me, Mother, what was it like? What did you feel? You miserable, selfish girl, you... Uh, uh, Mother! Oh. It was a heart attack. Drop dead, 
right at Lorna's feet. Oh, terrible for Lorna. Well, when she called me, Max, she could hardly talk. All she said was, I never meant that. That wasn't what I meant. A strange thing to say. She just went over there to take her mother some delicacies. She'd bought some lime sherbet, Polish ham, things like that. And I'd been talking to her about reopening the show. She seemed willing enough, but I begged her not to. And she said, all right, she wouldn't. No argument? No, none at all, really. Ted, is there anything I can do? Maybe later, Max. Right now, she's upstairs resting. The doctor gave us something a few hours ago. Maybe I better go up and see how she is. You want me to come along? No, 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 no. I better go alone. I'll let myself out. Yeah, do that, will you? Give Lorna my love. Sure, Max. Lorna? You asleep, honey? You think I might want to get dressed, come downstairs for a little dinner? Lorna? Honey? Sweetheart, what are you doing? I thought you'd be lying down. Are you all right? Lorna, you don't want to sit here by the window all alone like this. Why don't you throw something on, come downstairs with me and... Lorna? I can't do that. Well, why not, darling? It might be good for you. I can't. On account of my back. My back hurts. Lorna. Pass me those macaroons, will you? Not those. Those are coconut. Pass me the almond ones. about the art of acting, Ellen Terry, the lovely and magical English actress of the 18th century, is supposed to have said, think what the words mean, my dear, and let them pour out. Sounds easy, doesn't it? It isn't. I'll be back shortly. Why do actors choose such a difficult, such a perilous career? So beset with problems, so riddled with uncertainties, why do they persist in devoting themselves to concepts not their own, struggling to give form and substance to someone else's fantasy? Why do they do this for all of their lives and ask nothing better? Why? For the life of me, I do not know. Our cast included Tammy Grimes, Larry Haynes, Arnold Moss, and Bryna Rayburn. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.
Shipt is your back-to-school sidekick for all the things they're gonna need. Backpacks for leading the pack, string cheese for trading at lunchtime, and strong coffee. For you, you big overachiever. Order now at shipt.com slash high. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash high.